Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Okay, I don't know. Now, I'm just going to check to see if I'm coming through any better now, guys. We can yeah, hear you. Yeah, I don't hear any wind blowing. Oh, now I do. You're, you're weak, Larry. <laughs> yep. Yeah, there's kind of wind, and, and you're not full volume, Larry. Oh. Okay, well, uh, we weren't being recorded until right now, so uh, that's good, uh, because I do want to put this uh, little talk to you on Sermon Audio tomorrow. So I'm going to go ahead and turn the rest of the broadcast over to Kevin and to Chris, as well as Brother Walt, if you want to join in. Walt, you've got a lot to say on this. And also, we have um, we have a number of guests. I don't know who guests 3, 4, and 5, and 10 are. And I we've got another guest. I, I must be your other friend, uh, Kevin, from California. Oh, yes. And so, anyway, I'm going to, because you can't hear me well, I'm going to go ahead and bow out, and I'm just going to stand in the background and listen, okay? So you guys just continue on. And I think it would also be good, if you could, Chris, to cover uh, uh, Romans 11 a little bit, which talks about uh, Paul's, you know, concern over the over his kin of the flesh, you know. But anyway, I'm I'm out of here until I can try to figure out what's going on. Hmm. Well, you know, I've been pretty long-winded here in my delegation. Uh, uh, Walter or Kevin, why don't you guys sit for a while? I, I pretty much laid it out. Did I not, Kevin? Yes, yes. Yeah, and, and Larry mentioned Romans 11. He might be in in reference to that verse. Uh, I don't have it off the top of my head, but where Paul says, "Even now, there's a remnant according to the election of grace." Speaking of of the nation of Israel, uh, certainly God hasn't chosen all of Israel, but a remnant out of the nation. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know what 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 else in Romans 11 he wanted us to look at. Yeah, that you know what we could read Romans 11. I don't think I don't, I don't think it's ever okay. read enough. Okay, sure. Unless, Walter, Walter, are you there? I haven't heard. Larry said you had things to add to this, but so is Walter with us? I I don't know. I I think he was trying to get Larry on Skype. I I don't know if he turned his uh, phone off as well. I, well, until Walter comes up, I'll just start with Romans 11. This yeah. is Paul speaking through the Holy inspiration of the Holy Spirit. I say then, has God uh, cast away his people? God forbid, for I, I am an Israelite, the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. In other words, by no means. God has not cast away his people. For what not? What the Scripture saith, how he makes their touch of God against the saints. Lord, they have killed thy prophets, 
laying down mine altar that I am left alone in my life. What say it? God of him. Myself, thousand, 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 yeah, I don't know. Are you on Skype? No, I'm not. On, I'm just on a cell phone. I can right, hear you uh, fine. Can you okay. hear me fine? Uh, yeah, who is it that's reading right now? Uh, Chris. Okay. Yeah, the, your Larry. voice breaks up a lot. Yeah, Larry requested uh, Chapter 11. We were getting to where he was talking about I had to lay up. Right, okay. Anyway, yeah, I don't know where Walt is. Even though Larry got off, there's still a lot of wind blowing, a lot of distortion. Yeah. And and, and when you read, it, oftentimes we don't hear you. I don't hear you. I don't know about yeah, the I others. I don't know about the guests. And I have no. I have no monitor here. Yeah. Perhaps we could all go to Skype. Did you go to Skype? Yeah, I could. I haven't been on it for a while. I'd have to have to figure out how to get on it. You know. You know what? Maybe no, you should just well, on your. I... Yeah. You're coming in very clear. If I am. Uh, maybe we should stay on stay on uh, cells. And yeah. Uh, yeah uh, okay. well, I don't know if this is. I don't know if this is presented by Larry's uh, talk to you or Walters. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. See what what it is is I think three of us are on the west coast and Larry's over in Missouri. Mm-hmm. So if, if this is Larry's code, mm-hmm. I don't I don't. Well, this is something we can experiment with and on our own and try to figure it out before we yeah. get on the show. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I think the show just started when Larry just came on. Yeah. But coming through and. Yeah, like see, right now the, the the wind is gone, and then it comes back, goes and comes. Yeah. That's someone out, someone with a, like an open mic outside. That's what Walter told me. Mm-hmm. Tell Larry, uh, mm-hmm. right before he called in. Larry? I can't hear Larry. Yeah. Barely, I. Can. Well, we could try Skype sometime, and maybe that would would give us a whole different transmission. I don't know, brother. Walter no. wanted something about uh, about this on this topic. Mm-hmm. But if Walter uh, sounds like Walter isn't even there, or maybe he can hear us, but he can't. We're not yeah. able to copy I him. I don't know. Yeah, I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. How you been, brother? Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's raining a lot down here in Long Beach. Well, we need it. Yeah. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. Well, I can continue to read this. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it just oh, it breaks God will allow. Yeah. yeah. God will allow to go through whatever He wants to. <laughs> That's right. So yeah. when it, when it breaks up and we can't hear you, we'll figure 
The Lord doesn't want us to hear it. <laughs> All right. Well, here is chapter 11, verse 7. What what then? Have not Israel have not obtained that which he seeketh for, but the election hath obtained it, and the rest were blinded. Mm-hmm. And according as it is written, God hath given them the spirit of slumber. I should... Notice that isn't in the... Them, the spirit of love. You see that spirit of love right, right now, especially in American church. Sure, sure. But it should not hear. Not hear. So, Chris, let me make a suggestion. It, let me read a bit and see if my voice breaks up or not. Your yours breaks Good up idea. so bad. And, yeah, nobody Good can idea, hear it. Kevin. Kevin, I'll try, it. Uh, try verse 9. And David saith, Let their table be made a snare and a trap and a stumbling block and a recompense unto them. Let their eyes be darkened that they may not see and bow down their back away. Now, is my voice breaking up? No. Continue. Uh, okay. Okay, well, hopefully. I say then, have they stumbled that they should fall? God forbid. But rather through their fall, salvation has come unto the Gentiles for to provoke them to jealousy. Now, if the fall of them be the riches of the world and the diminishing of them the riches of the Gentiles, how much more their fullness For I speak to you Gentiles inasmuch as I am the apostle of the Gentiles. I magnify mine office. If by any means I may provoke to emulation them which are my flesh and might save some of them. For if the casting away of them be the reconciling of the world, and we we understand that, that the world there is the world of the elect as opposed to the world of the ungodly the reconciling of the world, what shall the receiving of them be but life from the dead? Now, you know, when you read these verses, you almost feel that that God is going to restore those that are blinded. Do you see that, Chris? Yeah, right, brother. I would hope so. But God, again, is doing it according to God's plan, not... Uh... Yes. And and when they, well, we're going to get to the verse later where it says, and then all Israel will be saved. I, I understand one way of looking at that is in, in this way, or through grace and through the election of God, the chosen of Israel are saved, and in that way they are saved. Others say that it's going to be all of the nation saved after the fullness of the Gentiles come in, meaning the... Now, we see how that can't be, though, because they they got... Obviously, God hasn't received them if they're his enemy and and they reject... What they do is they uphold their... They lift up their atheism. Atheism. Well, Well, right. We don't know how many he'll save after the fullness of the Gentile church is complete. Um, some would say all the nation I'm not going to say it's not they were his chosen people from the Old Testament I'll let him save whoever he's going to save but whoever he saves will be in the same way any of us are saved and that that's is right. that we, yeah, so, so that's not a problem um, 
Go ahead. Try to read, Chris, and see if you don't break up. I, when we talk, I hear you very clearly, but when you read, it, it it's just it's lost. So I don't right. know what that problem is. But go ahead, read. Well, okay. So so in sixteen, for if the fruit, first fruit be holy, the lump is also holy, and if the root be holy, so are the branches. And if some of the branches be broken off, and thou, being a wild olive tree, were grafted in among them and with them partakest of the root and fatness of the olive tree. Boast not against the branches, but if thou boast, thou bearest not the root, but the root, well, bearest you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Thou wilt then say, the branches were broken off, that I might be grafted in. Well, because of unbelief they were broken off, and thou standest by faith, but not high-minded, but fear. For if God spared not the natural branches, take heed lest he also spare not thee. Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God on them which fell. Severity, but toward thee. Goodness, if thou continue in his goodness, otherwise thou shalt also be cut off. And they shall, if they be, if they abide not in unbelief, they abide still not in unbelief, shall be grafted in. For God is able to graft them in again. For if thou wert cut off the olive tree, which is wild by nature, and wert grafted contrary to nature into a good olive tree, how much more shall these, which be the natural branches, be grafted into their own olive tree? For I would not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant of this mystery, lest ye should be wise in your own conceits. That blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles come in, and so all Israel shall be saved, as it is written, there shall come out of Zion the Deliverer, and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. Now, Chris, let me ask ask a question here on verse 25. It says that blindness in part has happened to Israel. Do we take that to mean a partial blindness to be removed when the fullness of the Gentiles come in? And then Quite that possible. blindness... Pardon me? Quite possibly. This is an ambiguous... Uh, uh, yeah. Pretty ambiguous from our perspective. Right. Not at all. Right. God. This, yeah. is a sound, this is a sound check, check, check. Is this better, guys? It sure is. Better. It sure okay, is. Okay, well, I, I switched computers, and uh, this was the computer my wife was using earlier talking to Louise. So, Louise, uh, uh, we got the good computer now, so hopefully this will work uh, work much better. It, yes, I think you're absolutely right on. I think that, uh, in fact, I believe uh, that, uh, first of all, what, uh, Kevin said earlier is that there's two kinds of people on the face of the earth. There are those who are the synagogue of Satan, and there are those who have uh, been chosen in Christ from the foundation of the world to be recipients of God's grace. And that includes those remnant Jews down through history, including the Old Testament Jews who have been recipients of God's grace. You know, that's something I think we forget about. You know, that see, that's the problem with the dispensational teaching is it teaches that uh, the Old Testament saints uh, didn't know Christ. Well, Paul dis- 
dispels that when he says that they all drank of that same rock, and that rock was Christ. God has the power to reveal himself to the Old Testament saints, just like he has the power to reveal himself to us. His power has not diminished. Okay, now it does it does say that, you know, there is scripture that talks about the mystery and how it was hidden through the ages and so on. But I'll tell you one thing that it ha- it hasn't been hidden from, and that is his elect. Because, you know, uh, the the reason I can say that with such assurance, okay, is because when we're talking about election, we're talking about both the Old Testament saints and the New Testament saints. And when, and when it talks about election, it says, uh, notice what he says in Ephesians 1.9, having made known unto us the mystery of his will according to the good pleasure which he had purposed in himself. Now, you know, he uh, he also says that in verse 4, as according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us in the adoption of children, by Jesus Christ himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. So I have one question for the dispensationalists. Uh, was Moses and Abraham and Daniel and Jacob and Isaac and all those Old Testament elect people, were they chosen in him for the foundation of the world, and were they predestinated on the adoption of the children by Jesus Christ? Sounds like both <laughs> to me. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And so I think I think the problem is, you know, I remember uh, I had to go up to North Dakota a number of years ago for a homeschool rally, and I, I shared this with people, but I ha- happened to have a interchange with um, another friend of mine, with Wayne House, who at that time was a professor of systematic theology at Dallas Theological Seminary, and we asked him, you know, how were the Old Testament saints saved? And his answer was, that's the question. He didn't have the answer. Yeah, it's Although not really Test- a question at all. No, the, the Old sure. Testament saints are saved through faith in Christ. Of course, they were looking forward to the Messiah, and we're looking back now. That's right. Christ. Well, again, again brothers, brothers, remember when, when Jesus said to them, and Ab- Abraham, you know, the Jews said, you know, we have Abraham as our father. Uh, Kevin and I went over that. And, uh, and, they they said well, we have Abraham as our father, and the rest of that pretty much says that uh, if you if you if you lo- if if you're Abraham's seed, that's, then you would love me, right? Jesus. So so Ab- Abraham looked forward to Christ. You know, a- remember Jesus yeah. said, "And Abraham Abraham saw my day." Amen. That's right. right. What oh. Jesus said to, to these uh, Pharisees. And they didn't like, and they said, "Oh, you're not, but you're not even 50 years old. How could you see Abraham?" See, they're looking at everything from a fleshly, physical perspective of, of lineage or bloodline or something, and that's not valid. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I mean, no even, even even in Chris and I have talked about this before, but even in the uh, uh, second chapter of Acts, David himself says, you know, and this of course is. Um, uh, this, of course, is uh, kind of an interesting uh, 
really an interesting passage all the way through because Peter is preaching here, and Peter is preaching about David, okay? And he says, after saying him being delivered by the determinate counsel, foreknowledge of God, you've taken wicked hands, crucified and slain, verse 23 goes on and says, in verse 25, David speaketh concerning him. Who's he speaking of? Concerning Christ. David speaketh concerning him. I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my right hand. And then he goes on and he says, uh, he says in verse 20, Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you, the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried his sepulchres with us this day. But therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him, now he's speaking about David, that of the fruits of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ. To sit on his throne. He's speaking of David here, saying he knew this. Okay, and so, so the reason that I, I spend so much time on yeah, the reason I spend so much time on that is dispel this teaching that the dispensationalists set forth the presupposition that the Old Testament saints can't know Christ. The Old Testament saints uh, were not revealed. And now I also want. Why are they in the hall of, of faith in uh, in uh, Hebrews Very 11? Good. Very good. Uh-huh. That's right. That's right. Uh-huh. That's good. And, you know, I had a guy tell me one time, you know, he says, you cannot find faith in the Old Testament, and you can't find Christ in the Old Testament. And I oh, said, Christ is, all the, I said oh Christ is all the way through the Bible. Sure. And I took him to the 50, 53rd chapter of Isaiah, you know. And, and, and you know... And, you know, faith was even found among the Gentiles in the Old Testament. Yeah, that's yes. right. And they yeah. were part of Christ's lineage on, sure. the, on, the, on the physical side. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rahab, the harlot, uh, uh, the Moabitess, uh, 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 Ruth. Yeah. Is that right? Ruth, yeah. yeah. Naaman, the Syrian leper. Yeah. Second <laughs> Kings yeah. 5. You know, and, I, and I think it's really important you know, I don't think we can overemphasize the bi- the biblical aspect of this. But the thing that Edward Henry has done is he has also synchronized history with the Bible. In other words, he shows the underlying reason why dispensational Zionist, which Zionist Christian, that's an oxymoron in terms there's no Zionist that's a Christian and there's no Christian that's a Zionist. But, but well, what Edward Henry points out is he says that, you know, if you go back to the Plymouth Brethren and you go back to Darby and you go you follow the lineage right down through to Darby and then you end up with even the Moody Bible Institute, Dwight L. Moody, all these people that have held on and even Walt pointed out, you know, to me um, that, you know, Arthur Pink even wrote on dispensationalism for a while because he came out of the Moody Bible Institute and he sure. had to end up through God revealed through his study of the Word and he he came to renounce it. But yeah. the thing that Ed, Edward Henry is pointing out is that the purpose for this, you know, the reason that there was a, a six-day war, the reason that we have this uh, 1948, 1967, and even down to this day, this ongoing thing with the Palestinians, the Jews had to have they had to have dispensationalism as a justification 
to steal all that land that they never resided in in the first place because these are primarily these are Jews that never you know I heard a guy say today he said you know how can somebody return to a land that they never were in you know it's not theirs you know so a lot of these people who say they're Jews and they are not they're the synagogue of Satan and they have taken on the they don't study the old. They don't study the Torah. They have subscribed to pagan Babylonian, the Talmud and the Kabbalah. You know, exactly. and so I think the history has been very helpful. Don't you guys? Oh, yeah. sure, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. You know, there's one verse I love, and it's in the old. It's in the Psalms, I believe. And I think it's a couple times. It says, "Lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me." Now, who's who's the me? It's Jesus Christ. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. The volume of the book. That's telling me that there's 66 parts to this book. There's no. It's not 66 books. There's 66 parts to one cohesive whole. Mm-hmm. One That's book. good. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, you know, in the 12th chapter of Matthew, it's so. This goes back to really synchronizing with what Chris is saying. Uh, you know. This whole thing with the Pharisees always coming against Christ. Nothing's changed down through the years. Uh, the, the chief, the chief councils always have come against Christ. And here we see in the twelfth chapter of Matthew, uh, it says in verse twenty-four. But then the Pharise- when the Pharisees heard it, they said, This fellow doth cast out devils, but by Beelzebub, the, pr- the prince of devils. And Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. And if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How shall then his kingdom stand? Well, the reason I'm bringing this up is it's back to this aspect of two kingdoms, you know. And back in, and this really goes right along with even the passage in John that we refer to so much. Um, but you know, in John he says, "All that the Father has given me will come to me, and all that come to me I will in no wise cast out." Well, this is really he's saying the very same thing here. In fact, he said uh, in the eleventh chapter before that, he says. Uh, notice in eleven chapter the twenty seventh verse he says all things are delivered unto me of my father and no man knoweth the son but the father neither knoweth any man the father save the son and to whomsoever the son will reveal him <laughs> okay yeah. and this is what we're talking about tonight is we're talking about divine revelation of Jesus Christ to his people you know it's it's very exclusionary actually yes. yeah. Yeah. And and people they don't like that. That's why they've incorporated the so called free will to a spiritual yeah. free will. Yes, yes. I tell it's people the, when I talk to them uh when I talk to them I say any verse you see in the New Testament that has the words we, us, our or you is always speaking of the election only. Oh, and yeah. and so what we see in the churches is they make an all inclusive meaning to what is really a verse that's speaking only to God's people and not to everybody generally. Oh, that's really good. That's yeah. good. I, you know, and I tell people, when you start reading any passage of Scripture, always read the first verse of that Scripture. In other words, that, and I know like 
like Chris says, it's broken up into chapters, but generally at the beginning of the chapter, you'll say to my beloved or to my um, mm-hmm. to those chosen in Christ or to the saints at Ephesus or to the saints at Rome. Okay, so it says who he's addressing. That's right. And, you know, uh, yeah. back to Second Peter 2, 9, where he says, God is not willing that any should perish to usward. Yeah. Us were they always they always leave out the us word. Yeah, that's right. And that's right. Uh, you know, and so they try to promote the universal atonement idea. But mm-hmm. I think this is really a crucial subject because you know what we've got now is we've got, uh, and I don't want to get into the politics aspect yeah. of it, but I do find it really interesting that we've got a gentleman that is going into the White House now who is absolutely um, pro-Zionist all the way. In fact, do you know who is going to do his major prayer at the inaugural address? I would guess uh, 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 Netanyahu. Well, he has has invited uh, Netanyahu, Mm -hmm. but it it gets even worse. He's got a pro-Zionist female charismatic that's going to do this... Uh, Paula White. Paula Paula White. White. Yeah, she's going to be doing the inaugural prayer. Okay, he's very good. She's he has received the blessings of Paula White. Okay. Oh, that. And so, but the only reason I point that out is we have today a pro-Zionist that you know represents probably 80% of the churches it's not just the charismatics i mean a lot of the southern baptists are very much pro dispensational zionist god's chosen people represent the statehood of israel and so on and that includes the assemblies of god are very you know i was listening to jay seculo in the american center for law and justice today and he he's pro israel he's personal friends oh of, sure he's, he's uh, jewish not, oh. yeah and the interesting thing is, here he is. He he represented me in my case against the homosexual agenda, but yet he wants to uphold uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, who gets in front of the United Nations and promotes their gay agenda. There's something wrong with that. Exactly. Really by, by the same token, uh, uh, Trump is just completely pro LGBT yes. and uh, other oh. factions that are that yes. are abominations. In Absolutely. God's sight, as God records in His Word. Yeah, Walt. Well, let's just sent, gloss over that. Let's just gloss yeah, over that. Well, Walt had sent me that link, and I don't know if you guys watched it. I know yeah, I, I did. I got it. Thank you. Oh, I mean, I was just appalled when I saw that link of of what the state of Israel allows the pride, the gay pride parades parading through their streets, you know, copulating and everything. I mean, it's just oh, unbelievable. Man. Just you know, and they're proud of it. And Benjamin Netanyahu says, "Hey, we are we we we're proud of our gay agenda and, and our equal rights for gays." And see, this is where this is where the Christians are going to be. This is where the pedal meets the metal. This is where they're going to get the Christians for hate crimes. Okay, oh, yeah, because they've already they've already labeled the. Do you realize the Jewish agenda has labeled the New Testament as a book of hate crime? <laughs> oh sure. Well, you know what? They also, I think, in times past, they label the Old Testament and the law. That's why they they continually get away for it, get away from it in in favor of their Kabbalah and uh, Talmud. You know, yeah. they, they've, yeah. they've usurped uh, the first five books or yeah. everything in the Old Testament uh, for that. 
So they they phase things out their way, and then they take over. You're right. You're absolutely right. And you know, I didn't realize we're all recipients of that. We're all recipients of that because if you don't go along with it, now you're an anti-Semite. But what about the what about the Jews over there? You know, the well, the Israeli, if they're even Israelis at all, no lineage check. You know, but but they're over there killing other Semites, their neighbors. They're right. all they're all from Shem. They're all they're all Semite people. Well, you know, I didn't have I didn't have any idea, Chris. Uh, and you know, I'm just naive. I hadn't had any reason to get a Talmud study it. But I didn't realize how absolutely pornographically obscene the Talmud is talking about Jesus. You were mentioning some of those things, Chris, and how that, you know, they just absolutely hate Christ. And I didn't realize that the rabbis were so involved in this pedophilic behavior, too. Oh, yeah. I didn't, I, I had no idea. I had no idea. Yeah, most and people see, don't, brother. You know, it's just, it's just a big shock. And, Yet, if we were to call them, if we were to call, uh, call so-called Christians that that are that are Zionists, Christian Zionists, and point this out to it, they would just they wouldn't they'd stop their ears and and rend us apart, you know. Absolutely, it wouldn't. They would. it wouldn't you know, that that but, that further explains to me why Brother Walt uh, has come out of the closet, so to speak. Forgive the expression, but saying that you know he is he he has had to repent of being just a pope buster. In other words. And 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 Chris, you pointed this out early in our relationship, and I guess uh, the timing, I wasn't quite ready to receive it yet, but God has certainly shown me that you were correct, and that is that um, this program is so layered. There's so many structures in it, and see, the Jesuits are protecting the Jews, and the Jews are protecting the Jesuits, and then you've got the Masonic Lodge, and you've got the all of these secret societies and the Bohemian Grove and all these different layers, but yet they all have the same thing in common, and that is the rejection of our Lord and Savior. Absolutely, brother. And at the same time, they, they, they want to do the credo of uh, Anton LaVey, who was a horrible the beast, as it were. Right, uh, right. Uh, quote, do what thou wilt, unquote. Yeah. That's really where it's at. And see, this know? this is the thing that's really made me stop. And I've been really, you know, I've been chastised vehemently really? by a very good friend of mine. Uh, and I'm not going to mention any names because I love this brother. But, I mean, he just came at me with a vengeance over me uh, coming against, you know, dispensationalism because he happens to subscribe to Eric John Phelps. And Eric John Phelps, by his own admission, is a dispensationalist and talks about that he's a you know a Calvinist dispensationalist Baptist you know whatever it's yeah. but but the thing of it is he's still pro-Israel meaning that look I I want everyone to know I do not hate any Jew okay no. I, I'm not a Jew hater no. I I I don't have any reason to hate anybody. Including African Americans, Jews, Gentiles, Asians, Japanese, Hong Kong, whatever, wherever. Okay, but I do not endorse those who are blaspheming my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I don't Amen. endorse them, and I don't. I no, don't say no, that they're can't. God's chosen people. 
That doesn't no, they, make me they are an not. anti-Semite. That doesn't make me an anti-Semite. That doesn't not make at me all. a Jew hater. No, not at all, brother. Bro- hey, you know, you guys, we have we have uh, uh, brethren that are that are so-called Jews, whatever that right. is. Right. You know, we right. can't we can't right. detect from their so-called lineage. That That's was destroyed right. in 70 A.D. You know, when the temple yeah. was was low was was leveled. You know, they have no record of, of any of lineage. But no, well, we I'll have brethren, what, a remnant from every I've, group. There's a remnant. There's a remnant of Ethiopians. There's a remnant from Zimbabwe. There's a remnant from Sweden. There's a remnant from this, even this horrible state of Israel that's currently running the show. Well, I and like the way. Just, you know, I I don't know Tex Mars that well, but I have developed a whole new respect for Tex Mars. I don't. I think that in the past, Tex Mars has leaned a little bit toward this free offer of the gospel and universal atonement. But I oh, think yeah. he's getting. I think he's getting away from that because of Edward Henry's influence over exactly. him. Because, exactly. Because I've, I've, I've heard him say, you know, we're elect according to. He goes, I people are now calling me a Calvinist. He goes, you can call me anything you want to. Well, I believe in election. Okay. Well, it's all over the the book. I mean, what do you do with it? You can open any page in this Bible and find God's elective process shouting out at you. I mean, mean, if you you have ears and eyes to see and hear. Yeah, one of the great things that Tex Marsh said that just, I mean, it just, I'd never heard anybody put it this way, but he talked about how that years and years ago, shortly after he became a believer in Christ, he was steeped in the Southern Baptist movement. And he said, you know what? He said, I come to find out that that was the synagogue of Satan. He goes, you know what? Most churches out there are nothing more than synagogues of Satan. Well, that's yeah, pretty I, powerful statement. That's pretty powerful statement. Churches in Europe, the churches have been abandoned, and they're what? The, and, the, and the Muslims are moving in and putting domes on these churches, knocking the steeple off and cross, putting domes there and congregating right. continually more and more. But in America, as well, well Henry, what Henry said, and I think is he's right on the mark, and that is that you know there is a. Um, the presupposition out there amongst uh, you know those that have come out of the cemetery, out of the seminaries, is yeah. that God, you know, He works in ten different dispensations of time, and and He has He has different avenues of bringing people into His kingdom and so on. And sure, He has yeah. a body of Christ, and then He has a kingdom, and then He has the church. <laughs> and what what Ed and both Ed and uh, Tex Mars say is, look, Christ has one people, one people, one faith, one baptism, one Christ. And Satan has a people, and Christ said in the 8th chapter of John, he says, the reason you don't believe on me is because you're not of my sheep. You're of your father the devil, and the works of your devil you will do, the devil you will do. And Satan scatters. Yeah. Yeah. Into many, into yeah. many denominations and 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 dispensationalism, brothers. There, there's one dispensation, and it's the dispensation of grace. And that's right. We can go back to Noah. Didn't he find grace in the eyes yes, of the did. Lord? Yes, he did. And Jacob found grace, and and Abraham found grace, and yeah. and uh, all of the Old Testament saints found grace, and I know Isaiah found grace. 
You know, I tell people that if you really want to have a a faith-building experience, just go and do a study on all the messianic prophecies. You know, I mean, if you can if you can read through, like you were saying, if you can read through the twenty-second Psalm, you know, why do the heathen rage and the people or second Psalm, why do the heathen second. rage and the people imagine a vain thing, and you can read the fifty-third chapter of Isaiah, you know, and he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. By his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned every one to his own way, and the Lord's laid on him the iniquity of us all. I mean, I'll tell you what, that shook me when I when I was when I was really when the Holy Spirit was really dealing with me regarding faith. Uh the messianic uh prophecies were uh were great great avenue for Christ calling me to himself and um, but anyway I think that uh, this has been a very valuable dialogue and discussion tonight and uh, I know we've gone on go ahead go ahead Walt well yes I want I'm kind of saying the same thing you are Larry to to get oh there's only a small group of us I, I really believe because of the onion effect on all the layers, the only way that you'll understand this is each one of us has been given a little bit of a revelation because it's so big. I mean, you will be attacked by going into any of these churches. The conversation that we that I've just listened to for the last 10 minutes would not be allowed a minute in these evangelical churches. And, you know, it, it, I, I go back to Psalms 4610, and what, 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 what is our position now? Now that we know this, I mean, when, when you come across people that are so wrapped up into this dispensationalist, it's like their dispensational futurism, it's like they're being programmed, you know. And, uh, and it's, it's Psalms 4610, says, right now, this is, this is, this is our position be still and know that I am God and I will be exalted among the heathen and I will be exalted in the earth. Because cause this, cause this Zionist movement, it didn't start overnight. It started very slowly. Wasn't, you know, wasn't until 1948 that they, they, that they got the, the steam. It, it took two world wars it took Darby. It took the Schofield Bible. It took R- R- Francisco Ribera and Lacunza, two Jesuits. I mean, to get it as strong as it is today, and I, and as, as as of 2016 or 2017 today, to be a citizen of Israel, you have to be a Jew. Mm. What does that mean? That means you have to be antichrist. That's right. That's right. And it's the only nation. It, it's the most racist nation on the on the earth. And, and you dare not. You dare not try as a Christian while you're over there. You dare not try to share your faith in Christ. Or you'll be you'll be kicked off the streets. They do not want anyone talking about Jesus Christ in Israel or sharing the gospel. Absolutely, it's it's uh, and it, you know and one thing you know when I 
when I started out in the truck, and I drove truck from 1991 to 2001, I, I listened to, that was my start, is I listened to Tex Mars. But in those years, I probably started listening to Tex Mars in 1993 to 2001 until I got out of the truck. But he was covering the New Age and the Freemasons. Tex Mars is like any other individual. He, he was, he's been peeling the onion. And, and when he switched, when he found out where the trouble was coming from, he was labeled a Jew hater. And he's been attacked fierce, and he has really been attacked. I mean, for, the, for, two, for over two years, the, the IRS was on him. But the thing that really connects the dot when you start sharing and you start fellowshipping like this is now I understand Freemasonry. Freemasonry is, is Judaism. They get, their teachings come out of the Kabbalah. I mean, so it's right out in front of us. And I, I have to say, like Larry said earlier, I, I have to repent of this, of being so focused. Understand the Pope and Rome is, is a big part of this today. But the Zionist New World Order is coming from Israel. And, and when you look into 9-11, 9-11 was orchestrated by the Mossad. And when you look at their, when you look at their, uh, uh, I, I can't find it right now. Uh, I was trying to find their uh, Mossad uh, motto. I can't quote it to you. So, well, here, here it is. Here it is. It popped up. This is the Mossad motto. By deception, thou shalt do war. How many people in the United States and the world realize that, that, that the center of, of, you know, and I remember when I was on the truck and I read practically everything I could about Freemasonry, you know, even it comes right out of there. It used to be called the New Age magazine and they changed it when they got a little to do some damage control. But they, it's, it's, it was the goal of the Freemason is to destroy Christianity. And when you look at Freemasonry and you look at Judaism and what's going on in Israel, I mean, only a revelation to God will open your eyes. I mean, it's, it's, it's not Walt Stickle. It's just... You know, I, uh, I, I was in a library one time and they were giving away a bunch of books. This has been about, oh, 25 years ago. And... I always like to take free books. I figure I could learn something. Well, there was uh, Albert Pike's Morals and Dogma, the Scottish Rite. And so I took it home, and I think it's like chapter 13. I'd have to go back into it. But, I mean, I was rocked when I read in there. He admitted that they're, they're, uh, the Masonic Lodge is a religion, and they're relig- they're, they worship the light bearer, and the light bearer is Lucifer. That's right, this and they won't what, they won't know that until they're past the thirty second degree. And and you know that this is what we're talking about when when Walt says that the Mossad was behind nine eleven. Well, look, the Jewish 
pagan Babylonian religion also was behind heliocentrism and evolution because they took all their teachings from the Kabbalah. And the Kabbalah is the origin or the foundation of evolutionary theory. Dave Baxter, I'll tell you if you ever get a chance, <laughs> get on a get on a conference call with Walt Dave Baxter. They'll educate you real quick on this because see, you can't. And I when Walt used to say, you know, they had Larry, they had to get the Earth spinning, and Larry, they have to keep the Earth spinning. I couldn't figure out what's he talking about. They have to get the Earth spinning. Well, now I understand because once you once you get a society or a culture or a massive group of people buying into a lie, they'll believe anything. Sure. And it's like Mark Twain said, it's easy to fool somebody, but it's much harder to unfool them. <laughs> yeah. And seeing God, and that, that, that broke, and Nietzsche and, uh, uh, was a philosopher, and he's quoted as saying, we have killed God, and and uh, and, and, and you know, and, and then you you read what Luther and Calvin said about about uh, heliocentric. I mean, they called him they were of the devil, you know. So so, but it but it goes it goes that that subject is related to Zionism. You can't say anything about Zionism or you're anti-Semitic. That's right. <clears throat> and when you talk about geocentric, heliocentric, you will be attacked. And, and, and the truth of it is that the Kabbalah, the Kabbalah is, 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 is there. And I said this to even Ed Henry, and I was even shocked. Ed Henry said, I said, they have to have heliocentric. And Ed stopped me, and he said, well, what do you mean? Well, they have to. They have to have the sun in the center. That's the religion. Mm. That's, that, that is what, keep, that's, what uh, that's, that's the center of the religion. That's sun worship. And, and in other words, and their, uh, the Kabbalah, Freemasonry, destroys, heliocentric, destroys the religion. They have to have it. Our, you know, our, for a long, for a long time, you know, I, I uh, uh, well, you all know on here, we, we have I had a, a very good uh, friend. I still consider him a brother. And he ca- he would say, you know, D- I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear anything about that. I don't want to hear anything about geocentrism. I don't want to hear anything about flat earth. And the reality of it is a lot of people are very comfortable in their ignorance. They're very comfortable in remaining naive with their heads stuck in the sand because they know the moment they have the truth or if they've been exposed to the truth, then they're res- they act as if by being <laughs> naive and lassadaisical, that it relieves them from the responsibility, but it really doesn't. You know, when somebody tells you, "I don't want to hear it," you know, I, my mom used to tell me that. You know, I don't want to hear about election. I don't want to hear about about predestination. You know, I, you know what I believe. And so that's what. And so she would start humming. 
She would start humming so she would have to listen to me. Well, that's kind of what people are doing now. They they're humming. In other words, they they they're listening to their rock music. They're listening to anything to get their mind. See, that's the whole operation of the Jesuits, and that's the whole operation of the Kabbalah is to get our focus. That's why they focus on pornography. I mean, you you turn on YouTube now, it, it's just like having your own pornography right in your front room. I mean. I can imagine what HBO must be like now. I mean, it, it just blows my mind. You know, the scripture says, put no evil thing in your eye. But yet, now we have a whole, a whole culture that is promoting this filth. Transgender, homosexuality, pornography, uh, you know, sadism, masochism is a bondage, all kind of perverted things. It all goes and, back to Kabbalah. Yeah, yeah. Well, guys, this has been a, a good call. And uh, does anybody else now, I've opened the mics up for anyone who wants to uh, have any comments. I know I got an email from Andrew out in Wichita, Kansas earlier, and he said he might want to say hello to everybody tonight. If you Andrew, if you're there and you're on, uh, now's your chance to say hello. He, he's uh, here. He's listening. Okay. And uh, the I know Kevin, your other friend from California, I think is on. I don't really know yeah, who gets. Uh, Mark Kennedy. Uh, I don't know if he's still on. But... Okay. I'm here. Yeah, Good. he's there. Yeah. Here. Mark, we're sure glad to have you with us tonight. Great discussion tonight. Yes. Um, That's good. Well, you've got a great brother in Kevin there, and I know you guys do a lot of Bible study together, so. We do, every Sunday. That's good. That's good. Well, Walt, do you have any, Chris or Walt or Kevin, do you guys have any concluding uh, comments before we end the call? Well, when Walt was talking about how hated the Christian is, one of our persuasion, let's put it that way, a Calvinist, how hated we are in organized religion today. I had an opportunity to go to the church in back of my building where I live. It's a senior high rise. And the church is a, a large one in the community. And the pastor has gone to Princeton and Yale, and he's very proud of his degrees and and um, so uh, I, I went over there to a Thanksgiving dinner. We, we paid $5, and we got a nice dinner. So I was sitting there with Mark, and um, the pastor came over, and he got talking with us, and just certainly we got into the scriptures, and we're saying things that he has absolutely no understanding whatsoever of. Mm-hmm. And, it, yes. and I thought... I thought of the verse in the Old Testament where God told Israel that, that my word to you is is a strange thing. <laughs> you remember that one? Yeah. 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 And and this pastor he just he just patted me on the back and just kinda walked away and he engaged <laughs> us because he hoped that maybe he could you know walk <laughs> right, right. to the right. church, you know. Right. And then right. I, I got talking with some of the other people in the church, uh, an older couple, um, and Mark and I were in line, and we we were talking again about Scripture and how deceived people are, and 
they just stood there and they just could not they could not entertain what we were talking about they just and it just it shows the spiritual darkness and just like it's been said on this talk show tonight the synagogue of satan yeah they make a lot of noise and they're just void of any spiritual understanding it's incredible it's incredible to see it yeah and you know it influences a lot of people in their everyday lives, and I want to ask everybody on this call to remember our brother Andrew, because he's going through a lot right now, um, and I'm not going to go into all the detail, but when you're in a work environment where everybody around you holds a Masonic view, it kind of reminds me of Michael Donahue telling me that the reason he never got promoted, uh, his his upline uh, supervisor would always tell him when he came up for review, you're never going to get a promotion with the Portland Police Department if you don't become a Mason. It's never going to happen. Yeah. And so, you know, when you're mandated that you have to participate in things, mm-hmm. um, it's just, it just, you know, and... And I'll share something. Um, That's what's happening. This diversity nonsense. It is. You know, I I will tell you, and I've shared this with Walt, but after this five-year battle with the Missouri over my refusing to place children in homosexual foster homes, oh, yeah. uh, the Jay Seculo had taken that case. Of course, we we. Like I've often said, of course, the good Lord was in the whole thing. I mean, I had nothing to do with it. But uh, shortly, shortly after, shortly after this, the chief counsel um, that was Francis, he's Roman Catholic. Uh, he actually told me. He actually told me that Jay Seculo had made a had made a uh, exec, executive decision. He wasn't going to take any. Very many, he wasn't going to take any more homosexual cases. You know why? <laughs> His best ah. friend is not Nyahu. But I'm not saying, I mean, what I'm trying to say is it was no longer politically correct to come against the homosexuals. Okay. There was a time in this, there was a time in this country when homosexuality was considered perversion. In the DSM 3, psychiatric manual, it was considered a mental illness to participate in homosexuality. But yep. now it's an endorsed and accepted lifestyle. Okay? So uh, that's just one example. Well, listen, I'm going to... Uh, Walt, uh, Chris, do you have any further things today? Oh, no. Please, uh, anyone else? No, I, I don't either. I'm just uh, thankful that... that uh, there's the few that are here. Again, I want to state, I think, that to understand what's really... And it came to me this morning when I was getting out of bed. You know, to understand what's going on, what, what you have to have Bible. There's no way that you could understand politics and religion right. without the Bible. The Bible... And the, and the more that God has revealed to us, you know, all the pieces fit now. Yep. It's just... It's, and that's, it's, that's why they've attacked the Bible. 
That's why they're coming up with all these newfangled translations and versions because they want to water it down. They want they want to remove any of truth, so they come up with you know these the new international version and the new King James version, the revised version, and the, you know on and on and on. God used to God modern man, right. and I had a guy the other day tell me you know. Uh, coming against me, and I got an email from him, and and you know, now people are coming are trying to just mock the Word of God, acting as if it uh, is not even uh, a valid consideration from a historical perspective, and on and on and on, and you know, um, so we're we like Walt said, you know, we our rock, our foundation has to be the Word of God. And I, I go even further now. I, when I say that, I tell people the authorized King James Version. It, the only reason I say that is because so many of these other versions, there's been so changes and omissions, omissions from those those versions that they're no longer, you know, it's 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 a it's a, a watered down and it's no longer truth. And so. You know, people say, oh, you're one of those King James Version-only people. Well, I'm becoming more and more. I mean, I like the Geneva Bible, and I like the Tyndale Bible, and I like some of the old Reformers Bibles, you know. I could probably get by with the Luther Bible, okay? But I'm talking about those modern versions that are taken from corrupt texts. I don't want anything to do with them, you know. So, mm-hmm. anyway. Okay, well, guys, I really appreciate uh, uh, all eight of eight of you that came today and and shared with us, and uh, I just uh, look forward. Maybe we can do this, Walt. Maybe now, Walt, are you going to be having another talk to you with Edward? Uh, in in the future, I can't tell you just what date it is. Okay, we, we've been talking. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so you are planning on. I just wanted to let everybody on the call know that there are plans for Walt and Edward to come back together in a talk show, and we'll make sure that that gets out to everybody because I think it's very, very uh, beneficial what Ed has done, and what. Uh, and I, I want to personally, publicly thank Richard McCrory for <laughs> uh, letting us, letting Walt and myself know about Edward's works because I we wouldn't know about it, Walt, if it hadn't been for Richard, you know, so. No. Anyway. Well, what was that, Larry? Larry, what was that? Forest Works? No, uh, no. I said I want to thank Richard McCrory uh, for he's the one that sent us links to Edward Henry's Antichrist Gospel. Oh, and and of course Walt's work, his research. Uh, you know, Walt. You, uh, if you send Walt something, you you can be sure he's going to check it out. Okay? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And and he went and he went and checked out Edward Henry and found out Edward Henry did a lot more than the Antichrist Gospel. And by the way, the Antichrist Gospel is a phenomenal book. It's, but I mean, Edward Henry has that book on nine eleven. He's got that bloody Zion. He's got a book on uh, Babylon. Uh, ba- yeah, yeah. And uh, he's recently written a new book on the torture and rape of nuns. And uh, I saw that on his website. So he's done a lot of work, and um, you know, the good Lord has protected him. He's had, you know, he's had to have God's protection on him to come against uh, 
this that like he has. So, you know, I, I've got one, I've got one thing to recommend if everyone would well start page or search engine, whatever search engine you use. Okay. Look at look at the Jesuit credo, the credo of right. the Jesuits, and how they just hate Protestants and they'll do anything to oh, eradicate yeah. us. Yeah, in fact, if you look at even the Jesuit oath that Pope Francis had to take as a Jesuit, you know, I mean, Loyola, and I didn't know this, and then, you know, this is where history comes in. I didn't realize that uh, Loyola was a Jew, and then then when you start getting into the communist aspect of things, see, I am, I am, uh, I have been given... At the at the, at the at KU, I took history from all those. Probably a lot of them were crypto Jews that were giving me the history, the false history, you know. And when they started talking about Stalin and they talked about Marx and a lot of these people, a lot of these people changed their names, you know, Stalin and Marx and Trotsky and all. They were all Jews, okay. They use that's another one of the layers. They use communism as a means of of controlling the masses, you know. And um, anyway, I really uh, I'm like Walt. Sometimes I have to just shake my head when I think about all the deception that I have been fed, you know. Oh, and, and through history. And yeah. distorted history. In other words, when you finally understand communism, you know, and who's behind communism, you know, it. Mm. I mean, it. Like I said, I. I think each one of us, you know, to, to under. You know, you can't be biased. You can't be out to, uh, you know, hate Jews, hate Catholics, hate Mormons. You. you right. Other, right. You have to be. God is. You know. You know, and and we're not. We're, we're you know we're not to uh, we're not to turn this around with force. We're not going to turn it around with force. Right, right. It's, it, it, but it's comforting. It's comforting now because when you you know I mean all of a sudden you know and the news you know when you turn on any kind of news, I mean you're just it's nothing but propaganda. Oh yeah. Well, you know, you know, you know go ahead. Truth will set you free, like Jesus said. The truth will That's set right. you free, and, and and it will it will. It will uh, conduit to more truth and other truth. That's right. And you know, one of the things, that, Chris, that I was sharing with you, and I've shared with Walt, and uh, it's been it's been uh, uh, the Holy Spirit and God has given me a, a great amount of liberty in this matter. Uh, but when we have family that come against us and they cannot understand, you know. Again, if it hasn't been revealed to them, they can't understand why we're so repulsed by the Arminian doctrine, by the free will doctrine. And you know, most Arminians that I know of hold to a Zionist view. You know, most of them are pre, pre-trib or pre-mill. Most of them are futurist. Uh, most of them hold to a, a distorted view of of eschatology and everything else, but where I'm going with this is that once you let, you know, I, I was thinking about Christ when 
when his mother and, and brethren came to him and he said, Who is my mother? Who is my brother? Those that do the will of my father. You're my mother. You're my brethren. And and that's what we've got here tonight. We've got our mothers and our brothers on our on this eight nine person call. This is our family. Amen. And you know <laughs> so that's that's a great comfort to me to know that, that God has his remnant. You know, we're scattered. I mean, we've got we're Minnesota, California, we've got Minnesota, California, uh, Kansas, Arkansas, you know, all over the place, um, Indi- Indiana, Ohio. But, you know, we're all blood-bought. That's the difference. We're not, we're not in some social class or elite class we're in we're covered by christ's blood so you know that's comforting to know you know i would i would prefer a, a, a family bible study with us all if we if I, by some quirk we all live nearby and we could just uh, fellowship in, in in someone's house as opposed to right. going to just about any church on, on this earth right i agree i agree with you you know, Larry, I listened to two sermons today, uh, and I—I uh, I don't know how I got there, but I got off your your sermon audio. Uh, I listened to Leroy, Leroy. Oh, Rhodes. Leroy Rhodes, yeah, it's yeah. Sound doctrine, sound yes. doctrine. You know, and it—it it, it is in—and to listen to 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 this uh, sermon, just go to Grand Design Exposed, and it's at the top of the page at the top of the page and I listened to two of his and I and I and I called up uh, Carol today and, and I listened to the second one it was on Romans 8 uh, chapter 2 8 and but he, he he didn't stay right in Romans but right. uh, I put it up to the mic and let her listen and when uh, we were bo- you know it brought me to tears both times because <laughs> it it, 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 it you know, our biggest problem is self. You know, when you get out of yeah. self. So, you know, but it, anyway, uh, uh, I, I I don't know if that's one of your favorite uh, sermons. I think it's one of your favorites. That's how I yeah, got it. Yeah, and Brother Leroy Rhodes is a dear brother. I mean, he really is. He, uh, uh, I've known him for twenty some years now, and and he's just become he's become he's been a, really a dear brother in Christ. Very unusual to find someone that you can just, you yeah. know, fellowship that long. That, that well, well, like Carol was in tears at the after listening yeah. to it because yeah. you know you start you start looking at self. He didn't do yeah. it. He didn't do it with a pointing the finger and hammering on the on you know and making noise. He he just he used scripture. You know you know. And yeah. Yeah. You've seen the, what what. What the perfect sacrifice? What it means? Uh, uh, yeah, it was. It was uh, in anyway, but I thought that's a good place to have it is on the top of their sound doctrine. <laughs> amen. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's 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 a great uh, lack in our uh, society today. I, I shared this with Michael Smith. Um, my myth is uh, the gentleman that has a little fellowship up in Joplin, Sovereign Grace, but 
I can remember even yet today the first time I heard a message on the substitutionary atonement of Christ. I mean, here I am, 37 years. Of course, I know my ears had been stopped and my eyes had been blinded to that point. But I heard this sermon. I heard it. Spiritually, I heard it. Spiritually, I saw it. And you know what? That is, you know, it's still, today I remember that sermon that Christ is the one who, who took my sins upon himself. And he became my sin bearer. And he was a perfect sacrifice, and he was a ransom. And and through his sacrifice, I'm justified. And my sins have been cast as far as the east is from the west. To be remember, and on and on and on. And I I left. I remember. I left. And I thought, man, wh- wh- where where's where? Why haven't I ever heard this before? Okay. Yeah. And and Larry, we had heard that our sins were forgiven up until the time we believed. And That's right. How, yeah. But yeah. then when we understood from the scriptures that our sins, past, present, and future, was forgiven. Oh, oh that was awesome. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. And you know also the reality, uh, Kevin, of the fact that it this life is everlasting life. It's not temporary life. In other words, the first time we mess up and we succumb to some sin or whatever, uh you know, he cast us out. No, no. Mm-hmm. Right. And I remember I heard a gal one time, and I thought it was kind of funny. It was in a kitchen table, around the kitchen table, and she she said something. Somebody said something about, well, you come from grace. And she goes, wait a minute. Did he say something about everlasting life? He didn't say temporary life. <laughs> okay. Right. You know, and there's there's and and I'm not a lot of people when we have this conversation, Kevin. You know, they say, "Oh, Larry's an antinomian, and he believes he can send a word, thought, and deed every day and be a Christian and a sin so that grace will abound and all this stuff." No, that's not what I'm saying at all. We're we're we are conformed to the image of His Son and so on. But the point is, if we're all on, if we're honest, we're all going to fall from time to time and and if we say we have no sin the truth is not in us mm-hmm. but the reality of it is repentance comes from the faith of Christ in us we would have no repentance have no turning from our sin had not it been for the faith of Christ in us and so that's to me is the, the liberating thing um, obedience to God is the result of salvation not the cause of it I like that. Every time I get your email, I, I see that now, Walt. <laughs> that, that, I got that out of at one at Henry's book, uh, solving. He, he used he, it's a sentence out of out of it. Yeah. And I, yeah, but what is taught is the opposite. Yes, that's right. Yes. 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 You have to do all these things. You know, you got to believe. You got to repent. You got to fill out a decision card. You got to be a member of the church. You got to tithe. You got to do this and this and this. It's all, and Paul said, if it's if it's of works, it's no more of grace, and if it's grace, it's no more works. <laughs> okay, so right, right. well, guys, right. I'm gonna. Yeah. I think we've we've done a pretty well exhausted our subject tonight, and uh, I just um, 
if you guys want to do this again, uh, I'd be happy to. Uh, I think I got it figured out what was wrong. I was using my old laptop, and it just has, I think, the RAM on it. It's just limited, and so I I took Walt's. What I did is I, I've got one laptop <laughs> logged into the website to talk to you, and one, the other laptop I've got that's got plenty of RAM on it for my doing my Skype call. So hopefully we've got that switch taken care of now. So. Anyway, well, you all have a blessed evening, and uh, and uh, maybe we can plan on doing this. Is there one evening or uh, better for everybody? Is is Monday nights a good night for everybody that's on the call? It's yeah. fine for me. Yeah, it's, it's a okay. kind of a good time for everybody across the states, you know, except okay. the people on the east side, east got to stay up a little bit later. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's kind of tentatively plan for uh, next Monday night. Now, that the caveat is, though, um, you know, if Walt has a call with Edward on the same night, then I'm going to be on that call. <laughs> okay? Cause yeah. I wanna, well, well you oh. know, because Ed and I just haven't got together, but we've talked. Yeah. We were waiting until uh, till the unholy days go by. And <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. And okay. everybody gets back to a little, little bit normal. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Okay, yeah. guys. Well, I'm going to go yeah. ahead and um, uh, close the call. The, uh, yeah, I was going to close the call out here. Let me see if I can do that real quick. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.